0: Good morning, everybody, again. Afternoon. I just you want to just take a few minutes just to stand before you and just uh, give you a little something that uh, was on my heart. A lot of it just came this morning. got up early this morning to work on it. Last night I kept getting sleepy. Lord, I the Lord if I could go back and lay for an hour, a minute an hour, get back up, work on it, almost way for church. you could just close your eyes, Lord, with a humble heart before you, the words that you have today, Lord, and you know, I come before you, Lord, asking for assistance. I need you, Lord. I want you, desire you. And it's in the name of your Son Jesus Christ we pray. Love so, you. What I've been looking at this week was uh, what hit me during the week. You know, as uh, someone end up getting older, you know, we begin to think about you know our future, where we're going to be. The title that I have for you today is "Get Your House in Order." That struck us, has stuck with me all this week about get your house in order. No matter who you are, what age you are, really the whole thing behind this was the fact of I don't know if you got your life insurance policies all paid up or if you know exactly what you're going to do. And we, it's something we may need to talk about here about the fact is that hey, we, we know we have, one day we're going to be out of here. And so, have you preparing or are you preparing, or even have you even thought about, you know, once you're out of here, you know, what's going to take where your body's going to go, what you're going to have, Uh, and if you have, it's something that we need to think about. Even I haven't totally have that together right now. I may have a little policy from, you know, from a job at Golden Gate, but uh, this week was really impressed on my heart to really begin to take a look at the fact of, uh, you know, I always heard my dad always talked about you know, not leaving the burden on the ones who are left behind. So I'm going to be looking into that, you know, really taking this thing seriously. One of the things that came to me this morning was, Lord, I believe what you say is going to happen, is really going to happen, and as a result, I'm going to get my house in order. As, as believers, there have many believers in here today, and, and we know that, uh, you know, as we live through this life, we live uh, a life of uh, abundance, to, you know, Lord said that, hey, you know follow me, you'll have a life of abundance, and he will meet all your needs, and that no matter what, you, what you're going through, he's going to take care of you, even what you're going through, what you're going through. And so I just want I just got a, just a couple of scriptures here, and i open it just to um, bring before you Galatians 6-7. Be not deceived, for God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be not deceived. You know, what God says he's going to do, it's going to happen. One thing, uh, as Christians, for those who don't know, uh, there's a scripture in the Hebrews that talks about, uh, explains that that, uh, God cannot lie. And whatever he's saying, whatever comes out of his mouth is going to come to pass. You know, I've always said in the past that we always know somebody in our life that when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And so God is the number one person, well, not a person, but number one, we serve that we believe that what he says that he's going to do, we're going to do it. And as a result of that, we live our lives and begin to live our lives in accordance to his word and what he he has said. Now, in order to believe what I'm saying, it takes faith, because this, this is something that you can't, you don't really see what you're, your natural eye, in a way. And I'll explain that to you. But we, we live by faith, not by sight. And so, Lord, uh, because of what you say, I'm going to act in accordance. I'm not, maybe not perfect. I'm going blow it, Lord. I'm going to ask for forgiveness and do all the things you say. But I'm going to begin to prepare myself, prepare this house here for one day that I'm going to be getting out of here. Lately, we've been seeing a lot of people get out of here. I'm not sure if everybody who gets out of here has got their house together when they're on their way out of here. What I want to share with all of you today, from this day forward, that no matter what's going on in your life, you know, God knows everything. He knows exactly where you are. He knows what ails you, what's going on with your body, what's in your heart, what's in your mind. But one thing we we know for sure, by all the funerals and all the things we've been going through, the wakes, and the memorials we've been going through lately, that we are headed in that direction. You know, we just need to be real about it. You know, every time somebody stands up here, it's not going to always be uh, a happy subject, always. But it is a happy ending because of where we're going because we're talking about getting your house in order. And so we want to take a look at the fact of getting your house in order. We know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, which is the evidence of things not seen, which means that it is through the eyes of faith that, for Christians, we see this thing uh, uh, we've always heard about, the streets of gold. This foundation
1: that, that uh,
0: is in this building of the New Jerusalem and, and uh, the angels and the same and just the fact of uh, no more ailments in your body, no more getting old. And, you know, getting a chance to get back together, all those people that you've lost in the past. Well, a lot of those people, you know, we're looking forward to seeing on the other side. And so this is why we prepare ourselves. We begin to prepare ourselves right now for that time. And I went, I went out to. Uh, Breakfast this week with a good friend of mine, brother Derek Hunt, and I had just begin to kind of share him about, share to him about what had you know, kind of been on my heart this week. You know, because when certain elements come in your body, man, you know, your ears kind of start tripping. I uh, mentioned it to him, and he said, Wow, it's really interesting that you said that, because the Lord actually laid this on my heart this week, too. It's kind of, you know, gave me a kind of a confirmation. And so we want to go through a couple of different scenarios. Before I get out of here, one of the first scriptures we, we, we see is, is Hebrews 9:27, And as it is appointed unto man, wants to die. But then after this, the judgment. Now, this is one of, one of the main scriptures. You know, they preach at funerals all the time. You know, people elaborate on this fact that we have a, a, a future, we have an appointment. Now, we don't know when an appointment is, but we know it's coming. It's already signed. We already signed up for it. We don't have the date in mind, but God has a date on his calendar above when that time is. So we have this appointment. And because I know that, maybe you didn't know you had this appointment, I just want to remind you that there is an appointment, a date for you to meet the master. And, and you're going to talk to him about everything that you've done in your body, good or bad, you know, and then he's going to check to see if your name is written when he's called the Lamb Book of Life. And we all want to be in that book perfect or not, you want your name in this book so what you're doing is not perfect I'm not standing up here as a perfect man but as a man who is forgiven and from what I'm reading here, God is very very serious about what he said, you know, because you know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is I always, we go back to Noah and that's my number one favorite story one of my number one favorite stories in the Bible is the fact that if he told Noah something explains his situation to him about what he was going to do and God put something in his heart, a holy fear in Noah's heart, and he gave him some instruction that God had already seen is That That's why he chose him, that he was going to carry out this plan because of something that he did. He told Noah that he was grieved in his heart by all the stuff and the witness that was going on in the world, that he was going to destroy the place. Right? And so Noah believed him in what he said. And he gave him instructions about this art. A lot of people want to say, oh, that ain't nothing but a fairy tale. I, I beg to differ. That story is more than a fairy tale. And right now, you have scientific, a lot of people are so scientific, you know, but you, so you have to go get this scientific data, which there is, uh, that uh, this occurrence, a, a great stream of water of occurrence, did happen. It's really interesting because all of a sudden, you know, you get these big, mass boulders. Which are just sitting out in the middle of nowhere, and you wonder yourself, how did they get there? Noah, and me didn't go pick it up and drop it out there. But uh, you know, as a result, you know, I believe that during that, water was so powerful, rushing during this time. You know that you know there's these certain occurrences throughout the world, and these certain forms. And these structures and these fossils and all these things, you know, even when you look at the, you know, I don't know if you ever mentioned Grand Canyon, but if you ever get a chance to go to the Grand Canyon, please go take a drive out there because, you know, you hear about it if you haven't seen it, but it's not until you stand up on that rim that you see really his magnificent, just a portion of his magnificence. And what went through here, pretty, pretty fascinating. All right, your house is the place where you live. It's the place where you usually begin your day and you end your day. Your house is the place where you eat, sleep, and keep your valuables. It's a place that shields you from the outside weather. Your house is the place you call home. Your house is the place that friends and family gather to meet. It's usually the first place the police department comes when they are looking for you. Some houses are big, some houses are small. Your house is a place that you normally will defend by any means necessary. Many houses have a mat outside the door that says welcome. There are some houses that have a sign out front that says trespassers will be shot. I will not be going to that house. It's amazing to see how God has hardwired the need for shelter into the minds of animals, and even they demand order in the house. I grew up in the household of Fred and Cleo Small, along with my two sisters, Alfreda and Robin, and my brother Marcus. It was a great place to grow up. My parents had devised a set of rules and regulations that were set forth with and were to be observed at all times. Any time these guidelines were compromised, General Fred Small or his second in command, Master Sergeant Cleola Small, was there to meet us and greet us with the stern rules of engagement reinforcement act. This act helped usher us back into the perimeters previously set forthwith by the owner of the establishment. Everything remained copacetic and good. As long as we operated within those boundaries and within the boundaries of that agreement, I have come to realize that life was peaceful in the house as long as we remain inside those guidelines set forth by the owner of the house. I also came to understand that if any of these rules and regulations were broken, there was significant change in the dynamics of the structure. Let's go to. um, Matthew 7, 24, through 28, 29, rather. Let's take take a look at what God talks about a house. The one thing I've realized down through the years is that a good foundation in a relationship helps the structure that you build on that relationship to be strong and pretty much long-lasting. And so... this scripture here talks about, it's called The Wise and the Foolish Builders, and it goes by the say, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house upon a rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet, it did not fall, because it had a foundation uh, that was built on the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. That's we don't know. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the flood water, of the streams rose, and blew against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now this uh, analysis here is, is dealing with uh, our lives. Our lives is the house that he is talking about here. And, and what I first gave you was our, uh, our earthy physical house, our home that we grew up and we raised our family with. Uh, so we're, we're looking at two different houses here. And we know because we live on earthy, and so we all have these things you know, that once the rent and the mortgage is paid, it's all good. Don't pay your rent or your mortgage and see what happens. You won't have a house. Your home will be up under the bridge or in a tent somewhere out in some field. And I don't think that's where you want to be. The Bible talks about this firm foundation in Jesus Christ that we are to build our relationship upon. And the Bible has a bunch of different verses uh, that we connect together, in which I gave you a couple of them earlier, in which we use these as the foundation to strengthen our foundation. Kevin pumps concrete. They call them out to these different jobs, and we know how when concrete hardens it, 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 and you put steel in there, it, it, it really firms up so that whatever structure that you have on there, and they try to make it in such a way that it, it's strong, it can hold whatever that you put on, uh, build on top of it. Well, our lives are the same way. As we go through life and, and we use these scriptures that we have, These words are in this book, the Bible, is the rock that he's talking about. And this is what we do in order that we may grow. Now, it's also, this house is also like a child. You start out, you you don't start out as an adult in this relationship, but you start out as a child. And as you get nourished, you keep coming to service, and the things that you go through in life and the different experiences and the different storms that you endure during life, it, it helps strengthen that foundation. It's just like certain trees and everything that have been standing for years have endured the element, and, and, they're, and they're still standing in the test of time, Well, the same goes for us as well that's why I believe what God says is that if I begin to strengthen myself what I'm what we're doing is that we're preparing ourselves for, for the future the one thing why I said what I said a, a concerning the fact was that our body is a house who we really are is the person that lives in that house which is our spirit and we know for a fact because of the funerals and the memorials that we go to that there's no one no longer many times living within that vessel that vessel cannot go to heaven. That vessel stays here on earth. Our spirit has gone to wherever our final destination is. If you have a relationship with the Lord, well, you're, going to go, you're going to be with the Lord. If you are not saved or if you're not a part of God's kingdom, then God has another place for you. If you do not, I guarantee you, you do not want to go to that place. That place wasn't designed for it. It was only designed for those who didn't want to follow who wanted to build their house upon the, on the, the sand. That's why I'm saying to you that you have to get your house in order. And so I'm hoping that this kind of makes sense about the fact is that you have to build your house upon a rock, this rock of Christ, this word which is everlasting. It's not temporary. This is no temporary word. Well, we're talking about a word that's going to last all through eternity. What you're doing now is going to last all through eternity uh, there, there won't be any daytime. There'll be daytime, daytime all the time. There will be no nighttime, and we're gonna be with Christ forever and ever. You'll be with your loved ones. You'll be with the saints. You'll be with the old Bible prophets and the people, you know. And that is what we, you know, we're experiencing. That's what we are waiting for. That's why it's a good time to get your house in order. Though you may not be perfect, and may you, you know, we all have problems, and we all got situations, and we all got things going through. And no matter what we're going through we must continue to remain together and stick together and help each other to get through these, these times because right now these are not hard, easy times, but they're somewhat difficult times that we live right now. And though the Lord is blessing us and he's keeping his hand mercy around us as we go into and fro, but as we look around and we watch the news, we see all kind of things going on in this world. But the Lord, you know, right now, as we sit here today, he's got his hand mercy around us and he's going to keep us. Here to remind us that, hey, get your house in order. Another thing, one of the things that I looked at was the fact that, as far as the house is concerned, Jesus said in John 14:1, He said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, he said, In my Father's house are many mansions. I go away to prepare a place for you, and then one day I'll come back and receive you unto myself. Now, the ones who are going to come back and receive to himself are the ones who have been waiting for him, the ones who house upon the rock, the ones who has trusted in him, him, those will be the people that he will come back for. One thing that I see that hinders people which people don't don't know but they're blinded by a veil. Those who, a lot of people decide not to make this decision right now and Second Corinthians 4, 4 says the God of this age or this world who is Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't have faith so they cannot see the light of the gospel that's been revealed through Christ's glory. Christ is the image of God. And it's only through the word of God that this veil be removed. The removal, once the veil is removed, then you'll be able to see exactly this light of this gospel. And so this is what we are trying to reveal to you today is that, that this gospel that we have needs to be preached, and this is how you live, and this is how you will have your future. And once again, that uh, minds are blinded by this veil for those who are perishing. This is really all I really have to share with you guys today. A lot of this came this morning, and actually all I've done today was just to give you this reminder, was that to get your house in order, to stick together and that no matter how difficult things are, and how difficult things may be, that you continue to continue to push forward. And, and, and I believe in, and, and I see, and I just want to encourage you, because every Sunday I see many of you get up, get your, get yourself together, and and come here. And so I just just wanted to just strengthen your faith that that you will stick together, and that you will hang in there, and, and that you will. Continue to live, and, and, and many things, and many storms are going to come against you and it's going to beat against your house, but because your house is built up on a rock, you'll be able to stand. You may have times of weakness when you don't think you can make it, but I'm telling you, you can make it. And, and uh, we all go through a lot in our lives. We have our good times. We have, some, we have times that are not so great, and a lot of times we don't understand all the things that we go through, and all the things that we see, and all the things we experience. And so, what we do during those times is to do your best, is to uh, stay before the Lord and to tell Him, Lord, you know something? I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to love you and I'm going to trust you, even through the midst of what's going on here. And, and I'm just going to hang into your, to you until I get my answer that you have for me. Anyway, that's all I really have to share, with that's all He gave me. And it's stop right there and get your house in order.
1: Let's stand to our feet. I'm reminded that to get your house in order requires that you do something. Whenever we would have guests, parents wanted us to get the house in order. Each of us had jobs, whether it was preparing the outside, the inside, the food, whatever it might have been, there were certain things that one had to do to get their house in order. You've got to allow God to do the work on your heart, on your house. He prepares you to be able to receive him. I'm not sure why people wait when there's no guarantee that you will have another day. There are many people who thought that I would have another day, another year. But I'm here to tell you that you don't have that guarantee. And to have to face eternity thinking, I was there that day and could have, and having that thought constantly run through your mind, and the opportunities that you have. I want to give you the opportunity right now when we talk about getting your house in order. There is, yes, getting the house in order physically, where we prepare ourselves to leave this world, getting our house in order as well to spiritually to be able to, to see Christ one day so that we can be with Him to be able to receive Him, to be able to allow Him to do what He needs to do. If there's anybody in this place who wants to be saved, says, God, I, I, yes, I need to get my house in order and I need you to do it. I want to accept you as my Savior. Is anybody in this place who's never said yes to the Lord, you can do that right now. You can say, yes. I don't know what it all means, but I want to take that step. Is there anybody in this place that's saying, yes, I'm the one. I'm ready. I'm ready. Would you bow your heads for I'm ready. And if you're not ready, why not? Why take a chance when God has given time? I want you to note this as I just say the end of the verse where Pastor Ronnie quoted, I read from Hebrews 9, 27, 28. That, God, that Christ came to bring salvation the first time. But the second time, He's not coming to bring salvation, but judgment. He's coming to take back with Him those that are waiting, eagerly waiting for His second appearance. Salvation is now, but after this time, when He comes back, it will be judgment. No point in the to wait. Today, Lord, as we have heard the Word of God, that we are to get our house in order. We continue to pray that your mercy will continue to extend to those who don't know you. And for those who have said yes and are believers, that we will take the steps to get our house in order because we are leaving this world, so that we're not a burden to family and friends, that we will prepare to leave here But oh, the joy of being with the Lord. We have a great hope in the Lord, our Savior. Those things that have been committed to you, we know that they are in good hands. We are able to say yes if we build a house upon the rock. The storms of life may come. The raging seas may roar, but God, that house will stand because it is founded upon the rock. The Lord Jesus Christ May it not be built on the sand of our own thoughts and intuitions, our own feelings, our own insecurities. May we not depend upon that house, because that house will definitely fail. But the house that is built upon the Lord, our Savior, will stand forever. We thank you right now for who you are. We thank you right now for giving us this opportunity to hear. And we pray to you. and as we leave this place today, prepare for this coming week. We know the enemy is busy. We know he has plans to snatch this word. God, may we hide the word deep so that there is no stealing that's able to happen, but that we're able to dig in when needed and say, Lord, this is what was said your word, and this is what I'm depending on and counting on. We thank you today. And for the Christians, we say we love you. We bless you. We honor you and magnify you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you. We look forward to seeing you later this week. Amen.